Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Guilty Mom. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode where I talked about why some marriages succeed, but most do not, sadly. Um, before going into this episode that has been highly requested and people ask me all the time when I'm going to do it, I do want to remind you guys that this is a podcast of opinion. I got so much shit from this one woman in particular that I actually don't even know, but I posted, um, I post my podcast episodes on my blog and I guess she found it there. By the way, I haven't even told you about this, babe. And she was very upset at me for, as she put it, encouraging women to drink while they are pregnant. I mean, she like went in on me big time. And so I told her, hey, honey, have you also seen my episode on mom shaming? Because you need to read that one and listen to that one. So anyway, again, keep an open mind when you listen to my episodes. And if you don't like them, then don't listen to them because you're not going to like what I have to say. It's my opinion. And I have a feeling that after this episode goes out, a lot of you are uh, are going to have your own opinions about <laughs> what my husband has to say. But anyway, this one goes out to all of the male listeners that I have because you guys are the ones pretty much that really encouraged me to do this. And especially those of you that are fathers. And many of you said, hey, you know, I know that you talk a lot about the pressures of motherhood and the pressures that a woman has in American society. But there's also this other side because there's such a thing as dad guilt too. And there's such a thing as pressures for, um, for fathers. And that, you know, we feel as a man that we have to live up to certain standards, just like women do. And so that is what we're going to talk about today. I will have you know that Joe, my husband, has never listened to a single one of my pot. Have you? I've been meaning to. <laughs> He's never listened to a single one of my podcast episodes. And he told me once when I first started the podcast, he said, you probably just like, you don't even want me to listen to them because you probably just like to talk shit about me in those episodes. And I said, never. And I never have. Right? He's not going to listen to them anyway. Uh, I really don't talk badly about you, babe. But anyway... So this is it. This is the episode where I interview uh, Joe and ask him all the questions that you guys sent me um, to for specifically for this interview. My husband's name is Joe, or as my family and close friends and his family affectionately call him Joey. <laughs> Not too many of us do that, but anyway. All right. Say hello, babe. Howdy. <laughs> That's his, was that whisk? No, bourbon. He'll kill me if I get that, if I get that wrong. And I'll have you know that I have had people that say, you guys should do a podcast together. I'm like, my husband does not have the time for it. Babe, I talk about, because you haven't heard any of my episodes, the one thing that I focus on the most out of anything is mom guilt. And I talk mm. a lot about the pressures that are in place for women, the high standards of being a mom, of being a woman in today's society. You know, I've talked to you about it a lot and you know how I feel and where I stand. And I used to ask you before, you know, is there, what do you feel? You know, like, do you feel like you have pressures as a father? I can't imagine that you feel as a man that you have any more pressure on you 
than I do as a woman. And then you like schooled me a little bit. <laughs> and from there, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I should like open my mind a little bit. What I want to hear from you is what do you feel are the pressures that you have on, on you personally? You know, because you can't speak for every man because we know not every man is the same, right? But what are the pressures that you think are in place and the standards that you feel like are in place in today's society for men? I have a very uh, primitive outlook on life. And I don't, honestly, as a species, I don't believe we've evolved too much physically. And I look at things in a hunter-gatherer aspect. At the end of the day, the man is responsible for putting food on the table and providing security. Now, I, I work law enforcement as my main job. My secondary job is I, I'm a knife maker. But, uh... Yeah, I see a lot of bad things in the world, and I really think people overlook the aspect of security in the in the home. But so, just to get one thing straight, first of all, because I've mentioned this before in another episode of mine, you believe in traditional gender roles. Yes, absolutely, I do. The one thing that women don't understand about men, and I'm talking about real men here, is that we have a pressure to provide for our families. Now, granted, we're not out hunting venison and picking mushrooms like we, you know, fighting Indians like we used to. One of my main concerns is making sure that my family is provided for. Now, that comes down to finances, food, and shelter. And most women, they're not concerned with that. They don't think about that. I mean, they they want to know when the next vacation is, how we're doing financially for Christmas, and those those are those are great concerns. You know that that. You want to keep your family happy, but I'm worried about having enough money in the bank when the roof leaks or the furnace blows up. And honestly, just the fact, you know, that there's a roof over our heads. Yeah, that's that is the point that I like the most of when you told me that, you know, when we had that very initial conversation is that what I think that sometimes most of the time women don't see and men too is that you get so caught up in your own role as wife and what the expectations of being a wife are that you forget that or actually you never even know that there is this constant pressure on the man to keep the family afloat especially in a situation you know like mine now where I'm a stay-at-home mom or a lot of the very traditional view of families is that the man takes care of the house financially, even if the woman works. And a lot of the time, especially now in today's society, women, women want like a, like they a, want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like a woman goes out and, and by the way, we're not talking about all women, right? A woman can go out and work and make her money, but that's like her money. You still, the man still has to pay the bills. It's generally the way it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the good thing is like when I was working, I remember when we first got together and I moved in with you and I was a teacher. I had had, you know, my a steady career for years. And I remember you telling me, or I came in and I said, uh, okay, so how are we going to split the bills? How can we split the bills? And you're like, no, what are you talking about? I'm going to pay the mortgage. I'm going to do this. If you want to, you can buy the groceries or something. Buy the groceries, take care of frivolous things like the internet. Yeah, stuff like that. And so um, I think that's a, it's a good point that you say, 
that we're worried about two completely different things. I guess that's what I want you to talk about is how does that pressure affect you? The pressure to, to worry about your finances and how you stand and the fact that shit, like if I lose my job, that this is it, you know, cause I'm the one that takes care of the household in that sense. Well, for, fortunately I've worked hard enough in my life that I, uh, I have a very secure job but at the core of it, yeah, I, I really have to worry about that kind of thing. If I don't provide, my children don't eat. My children don't get to go to the doctor if I lose my job, nor does my wife. I mean, at the end of the day, if I don't have a job and I don't make money, my family doesn't survive, at least not to a decent quality of life. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't, and people are going to listen to this and they're, I, get, I can already see people rolling their eyes. And being like, oh my God, what a fucking exaggeration. Like that is a huge exaggeration if I've ever heard one. But yeah, you, I feel like the way that you've told it to me, like you have to think like that in order to maintain yourself to that standard. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, you know, whenever we come into a decent sum of money, be it a tax return, a holiday paycheck, I did it. I had a good month with my secondary business. You know, the first thing that goes through my wife's head is, yay, vacation. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> it's very true, you, you know, guys. Let's go out to dinner. And I'm thinking, hey, let's put a little bit into savings in case the truck breaks down this month or the furnace blows up or we get a leak in the roof mm-hmm. you know which are all uh, you know if you're a homeowner you know that's a very very expensive fix yeah so basically there is a lot of pressure in place for the man and that obviously does not in any way negate the pressure that there is on the woman it's just two different types of pressure but it's present Absolutely. I mean, I, I want to keep everybody happy and take them out on vacation and take them out to dinner. I'm all about that. But it really helps me sleep at night knowing that I've got a little bit of a cushion to take care of everybody, as that is my gender role, is to take care of the family uh, in a uh, security and financial role. Okay, tell me about that, about how it feels to want to keep me happy keep the kids happy, but let's say knowing, feeling like, oh, I have to, I want to do this for them, but at the same time, there's this coming up, you know? Oh, I understand. It's very frustrating. Just just knowing that an extra $1,000 in the savings account would be fantastic. I mean, like I said, I work for the federal government, and we just went through a two-month shutdown early last year. Fortunately, we had enough to uh, get us by without having to make any accommodations with our uh, with our bank. Yeah. But, you know, any other time, yeah, I want to keep my wife happy. That's also, uh, you know, some pressure on your back. But at the end of the day, I really got to do what what's best for everybody. Do you hate telling me no? Absolutely. I can't stand it because I'm going to get that look. <laughs> but I think you like knowing better that we don't have to go to the food pantry when times are tough. I Yeah, definitely. I, I do. And I think not all women are the same, right? You know, because I will get upset for like a day, maybe two. And then I'm rational, you know? And I think like, okay, all right, well, we couldn't do that. That's kind of out of our reach right now or whatever. And then there are some women who need it and and you they have to get it now. And those are the men that I often see that are very miserable because they're spread so thin 
trying to do everything as one person, you know, to keep the woman happy, to keep themselves sane, you know. So it's a yeah. very fine balance, I think, a very fine line that you have to that you have to find. Absolutely. At the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that a lot there's a lot of women out there, you know, particularly modern women that want to have their cake and eat it too. That I said. Yeah. And I'll stand by that. I make a good living. I take care of my family in every aspect that I can. But working law enforcement and taking home a good paycheck means that I'm not home all the time. I work mandatory 10-hour days, sometimes 10 days in a row. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm going to miss some stuff. Not, Not every woman can handle that, and that pisses them off. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I say, you know what? All right, you don't like it? I'm not talking about my wife in particular. I'm just saying in general. Go marry a doctor or a lawyer. Oh, wait a second. They're probably going to be home less than I am. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure, a CEO does great financially. They're never home. So then a lot of women complain about that. Their husband's not home, but they make good money. I want to have two Cadillacs in the driveway, a huge house, go on vacation three times a year to a foreign country, but I want my husband home all the time. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. Unless you're independently wealthy, which most people aren't, it's not going to work that way. Well, you have to, I think we can both agree, and it was something that I kind of had to come to terms with, or it was a major compromise, I feel like, in our, in our marriage as, as our relationship kind of went on, was um, that you have to sacrifice some things for others. You know, when we were living in Texas, we had you home for three hours a night, three hours from the time. And I used to tell people <laughs> like, uh, you know, my husband works from this time to this time, right? He gets home at, what time did you get home? Was it 5.30? 5.15 generally. Yeah. Okay. So let's say. on a bad day. Right. You get home. Let's even just say you got home at five and then you had to be in bed if you were going to get any amount of decent sleep by eight to be up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know, so I would tell, you know, my friends, my close friends, I'm like, in those three hours, I need to try to squeeze in dinner. He needs to try to squeeze in dinner. Time with the kids. Time for himself, if he even, but forget it, because you weren't going to have any time for yourself in three yeah. hours, you know. Um, try to have some sort of intimacy between us two, you know, home home maintenance. Yes. Home maintenance. Like all the things that I'm not going to do, right. That, that, you know, if I had to, I would, but that are expected of the man. Friendships occasionally. Yes. Right. So it was hard for us. And I feel like I resented you a little bit because you weren't there always. But when we would sit down at the end of the day on your days off and split a bottle of wine and stay up until three in the morning. I remember us having these talks and you telling me, you know, I mean, it's either we have this nice house and our children are happy and we have food on the table and we have the quality of life that we enjoy having, or I'm home all the time and you get me all the time. You know what I mean? So we had to sacrifice a little bit of time and I, I would have been fine with either or, or, you know, it's, but I want to do what makes my family happy. I don't think you would have been happy with either or. I think you would have been most content with the quality of life that we live and spending sure. a little less time at home. But knowing you should be aware that for this entire time, we were trying to transfer out of where we were so that he could be home more, which is, you know, what we have now. Um, and we fi- we finally got it. But I remember you saying... 
like I'm going to go fucking crazy if this continues for another year, another two years. And you, oh God, I'll never forget it that you said, I feel like I'm just, I'm just living to, I'm just alive, but I'm not living because I just work, 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 work. Yeah. And I want to, I want to add that I had a 10 hour a day job. And it was a one hour and 15 minute drive to work. And obviously I had to commute back home too. Yeah. Yeah. But were you going to find a job like that in the town that we lived? Oh, absolutely not. No, you weren't. So we, like I said, had to make some sacrifices. But anyway, I think you did a really good job of uh, describing what it is like to feel this pressure. And the problem is that men don't talk about it. No. You don't openly say, if I would have never asked you, you wouldn't have openly, I mean, you wouldn't have sat me down and said like, honey, I need to talk to you about the pressure I feel trying to keep you happy. You know, I don't think that you would have, it would have maybe come out in a different way, but not like that. So I think it's something that we have to put out there, especially right now. And don't kill me, feminists and anybody else. But especially, I think that this needs to become an open dialogue because of how we are stigmatizing, I I would say maybe is the word, manhood and what it means to be a man and what it means to take care of your family, what is expected of men. Um, I think that needs to become a more open dialogue because right now, I don't know. I think it's completely changing. Like what's it, what's expected of a man? All of a sudden it's toxic masculinity and blah, 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 blah. Um, but anyway, that's, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, right? <clears throat> Maybe that's a topic for another well, episode. I'll go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. So lunch. let me ask you this. I talk about mom guilt to you all the time and I've tried to convey to you what Sure. Mom guilt is, you know, and I tell you like it's feeling guilty for anything really. You just feel like, and is it not true, babe, that what is my probably biggest fear in the whole world? Being judged as a bad mother. Yes. Being a bad mother. I, I ask my kids all the time. I'll cry sometimes to my daughter. Am I a good mom? Yes, mom. You're the best mom. <laughs> you know, but that's just because I want to be the best mom that I can be. So my question to you is, there is maternal guilt and it's talked about, it's like one of the hottest topics in parenting right now, in the blogging world, in um, in our society in general. But do you think that dad guilt exists? Does dad guilt exist? It does. Personally, I don't feel it as much because I know I'm a good provider to my family. Oh, you are. You are, honey. I know I am, but if I wasn't, if I struggled and I did not have a, a good job, and I'll tell you right now, I, I had to move. I had to join the Army, and then when I got out of that, after, you know, I, I got a degree while I was in the Army, and then after I got out of the Army, I went back to Syracuse, New York, where I'm originally from. Couldn't get a job, and I had to move down to a border town in Texas to get a decent job. That's what I went through to make it in life. Not a lot of people can handle that. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of struggle between the Army and where I'm at now. And like I said, not a lot of people can handle that. I've, I've seen a lot of people quit and go home. But I stuck it out, did well, started a family, and I'm in a good place. So one reason, probably the primary reason that you don't feel dad guilt as badly is because you feel like you're a good provider. What makes... And, and I'm very attentive to my children. That's what I was just going <clears> to <throat> ask you. What do you feel like makes you a good dad like what are the things that you think oh i don't feel I, bad i I'm have great. no issue dropping 
money on sports programs or any kind of wants, needs, presents for my wife and my children. I will spend my evenings after a long day of work playing with them and practicing their sports with them. Oh, let me cut in wiping, really quickly. Wiping their asses when need be. <laughs> because, hold on, because I know people are going to say, money doesn't make your your kids, doesn't make you a good dad. But I've mentioned this before in another episode, and this speaks, or what he's saying speaks volumes about what I'm going to say too, and it's very pertinent. Joe's love language is gift giving. So that is how he shows, and uh, not necessarily receives, I think, but that's how he shows his love. So I don't think, I think when he says I, I buy gifts, I do, I spend money. What he really means is this is how he shows his love. Okay. So just so that's out there. So nobody's judging you saying that you <laughs> spending money is the way that you make your kids it's, happy. It's not all about that. I'm just saying that they get to do what they want in life. My daughter's dream is to ride a horse. I'm going to make sure she gets to ride that damn horse. My son wants to take a jiu-jitsu lessons i'm gonna make sure he gets to take those and you do not like sports but how would you feel if rainer if you or or the new baby wanted to play sports like fanatically yeah well i'm gonna be that guy in the front row <laughs> fist fighting with other dads who are talking <laughs> shit man <laughs> no that's not what I, th- I think those guys are absolutely obnoxious that's just a joke <laughs> you might become that guy Ain't happening, damn it. You don't know. Um, <laughs> no, but I am very hands-on with my children. When they're sick and I'm home, I'm just, I'm elbows deep with it just as much as Lily is. You know, if Lily's having a tough day, I'll do the dishes. It's not all the time. You know, I've got, you know, we live in northern Maine, so I got a lot of shoveling and snow blowing and AKA man chores to do. <laughs> Going to the dump because we don't have trash pickup oh, yeah. here. Plenty of stuff. Got to clean my guns and sharpen the knives, you know, skin the bucks. (laughs) (laughs) He does not skin the bucks. Don't let him fool you. Okay, good. So, yeah, I think those are all, you know, good points that you bring up. So you don't feel dad guilt as much as I feel mom Honestly, not as much. You, You know, I had a brain fart earlier when you brought up that point. Mm-hmm. It, it came to my mind, but I lost it before you were finished speaking. Anyways, my point is coming back to the money issue and going back to my opening statement about the hunter gatherer. Mm-hmm. We aren't out hunting bucks anymore to survive. We're not growing vegetables. We're not fighting off Indians and Nazis or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, enemies. Mm-hmm. What we need to what we need to survive and provide these days in this modern civilization is money. That yeah. is the corn. That is the beef. That is the protection. That is how you protect your family. It is. I mean, there's always assholes out there that you got to physically defend your homestead against, but it's not it's not as common as a bill collector. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'll have you know we do not have Bill collectors call us. Why? Because you get the bills because paid. Because I take care of business. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really good analogy, babe. I like that. Okay, so, you know, that kind of reaffirms this belief that I had, that I hold, that men don't feel as much guilt as women do. And I think, I'm, and I'm going to say, this goes back to the fact that I still feel that as a parent, not as a wife, 
for a husband. As a parent, I, I still think that women have more expectations set placed on them than the dad does. And I don't necessarily, you know, I read an article the other day that said that somebody was arguing for mom guilt and the pressures of idealized motherhood being good for a woman. Because what that does, it says, is it kind of gives the woman drive to take care of her kids. So evolutionarily speaking, this person was arguing that maternal guilt is good for the woman because it drives the woman to be a better mother. It drives her to take care of her children. It sets these idealized, like almost unrealistic standards that the woman tries to meet, like me. That's why I feel maternal guilt because I fail every single day. Nobody does it right. I tell you guys this all the time. Nobody is doing it right. But especially us moms, you know, we do one little thing that we perceive as wrong or as not good enough. And what do we do? We will, first of all, beat ourselves up about it, but we try to do better the next time. And so, you know, like I said, this, this uh, author was arguing that naturally guilt and all these standards for mothers are good. Also because the mother has always, since the beginning of time, been considered the primary caregiver for the children. And, Absolutely. And it is true, isn't it? I mean, we Absolutely. are. The woman nurtures mm-hmm. and takes care of the homestead and the man provides and protects. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's why I wanted to make it clear at the beginning too that you are a believer of traditional gender roles because I've said it in my podcast multiple times before that I personally believe in traditional gender roles. Even when I was working, I still liked to take care of of the household. I took care of the kids. Well, I would say 90% of the time. And that was mostly because you were working. Um, you know, everything from the kids' health care. And this is a fact even now that I'm not working. And even when I was working. The kids' health care. The kids' education. The, kid dis- the kids' disciplining, for the most part, falls on the woman. Because she's the mom. Are there men out there that get involved? Like, I feel like you get involved um, to a certain extent with education, because he's like, that is your realm. <laughs> nah, traditional education, but practical education, I believe I take care of. Yes, right. That's true. That's true. But again, I feel like the woman has a lot more, quote unquote, responsibility on her for the children. Um, so that's why sure. I think that mothers feel more guilt than men. Okay, one thing that I really wanted to ask you, because I, I thought I've got to ask him how he feels about this, because I feel like a lot of women like me, that are in a marriage like ours, you know, I would call our marriage successful, wouldn't you? I would. Yes. I'd um, be sitting here otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I honestly say, you know, not just because it's my marriage, but, or because it's our marriage, but I feel like we have one of the most solid, fun, one of the happiest marriages that I've ever come across in, in my life. So that, you know, people, women like me in this kind of situation, we do this all the time because I think we know that we have good husbands. Um, so anyway, the question is when I'm with the kids all day, cause I'm stay at home now. So from the time you go to work to the time you get home, it's me. It's mommy, 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 mommy. I mean, I will text him sometimes in the middle of the day. Like today's the day, babe. 
today is the day that I lose my fucking mind. Or like the kids are trying to kill me <laughs> or something, you know, and you get frustrated. And so when you get home and I know you've told me that you felt this before. When you get home, I feel like I'm off duty. Like, oh my gosh, you are home. Oh, yeah. Take care of this because I'm done, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I make dinner, feed everybody. And then, and then that's it. How does that make you feel? that I do that. <laughs> Sometimes it's extremely frustrating. It's very dependent on what kind of day I have at work. Sometimes I have days where I'm physically and mentally active for 10 to 16 hours. And I'm not opposed to making dinner or helping around the house, taking care of the children. I, I take the helm on that frequently, but I do have my days. I come home, the wife wants to wash her hands clean of the children, and I'm thinking, like, <laughs> you're friggin' nuts, lady. I mean, who? What do you mean? What do you mean, cook your own dinner and go wipe your son's ass right now? It's like I just spent 16 hours taking care of some assholes I just arrested. I mean, some some days I get it. I try to be as helpful as possible. I would say most days you get it. Most days I do. Yeah, most days. But don't get me wrong, I, I have my days. I, I, have, I have my days where I look at you cross-eyed like you're nuts. <laughs> because generally you are. He does, he does. Uh, you know, even in the context of a really good marriage, you still have points where you're like, we actually, we were just talking about this earlier, how, you know, without, obviously without getting into it again, he's like, ah, I know, you know, sometimes when you, you know, earlier in my pregnancy now i'm not going to the gym anymore you know but he would he said you'd go and spend three hours at the gym you know working out and doing whatever you're doing and then you'd come home and you're like oh i'm so tired i'm not doing anything for the rest of the day he's like excuse me <laughs> you just spent three hours at the gym and now you can't come home and do anything <laughs> during the time which i was taking care of the children and had to go work an evening shift mind you yeah, yeah. No, and I get that. I totally, totally get that. Shit, I would be pissed too. I used to get mad whenever you'd come home, you know, and you we only had three hours with you, and you would immediately put your shorts on and go running. You know, I'm like, yeah. what the hell? You just got home and you'd go. You know that everybody has something, and everyone has their frustrations. All right. I do have, I, I got a ton of questions for Joe. Last year, when I told you guys that I was going to that I was going to interview him for the podcast. Um, and a lot of them I lost. I'm sorry, because I don't know where I put the damn paper. Um, but then I asked you guys again, and you gave me some really good ones too. And so I'll start with the more serious ones, and then we'll go down to, and I'm only going to do a few, and then we'll go down to the silly ones that I'm getting now. <laughs> okay, so the first one, the question that I liked the most was, uh, and this was from a, um, a man, from, from, uh, from a father, a husband. He said, ask him, do you know when I feel mom guilt? When I'm feeling very guilty? Can you sense it? At times. You start, you know, you start jibber-jabbering and talking a lot and worrying about stuff you generally never worry about because you're confident mm. in life. And that's usually when I have to reassure you. Yeah. I don't even I can't I can't even think of a situation right now, but you do a very good job at taking care of your children. I mean, the best of anybody that I know. Oh, thank you, honey. Um, when do you feel that I feel the mom guilt the most? Like in what situations am I like, I'm a bad mom? 
Oh God! If you know you skipped cooking a meal or two, or um, the kids haven't been out of the house in a couple days. Oh, that's a big one for me. Yep. You know you've been tired or lazy. Keeping in mind that you're eight months pregnant right now, mm-hmm. or you know you're working on a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> Both uh, pretty valid reasons in my book. I'll, I'll accept that as a uh, a reason for me to cook dinner. Yeah. Or something, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, pick up the slack. What about tell them how bad and how <clears throat> terrible my moral hangovers are? Not now because I'm pregnant, but oh, when you I mean after drinking alcohol? Yeah, after like going out with my girlfriend specifically. Oh, good God, I think we both get that. <laughs> I mean, neither one of us are big drinkers anymore now that we have children, but yeah, you know, we've grown up like most people do when they get our age. But yeah, you know, let's say you stay up late having a dinner party with close friends, <clears throat> split a couple bottles of wine, you know, or whatever. Yep. And yeah, the moral hangover is almost worse than the headache sometimes, you That's know, because you the sit time. you sit around being a lazy asshole, and the kids want to jump on jump up and down, and you know, I don't know. I just try to lay back and order pizza. And I was just put cartoons. Say, <laughs> like those are the days when we're like, oh, honey, don't worry, you can eat whatever you want today. <laughs> <laughs> they come in with yeah. freaking box of Fruit Loops, Gushers, like a tub of Nutella. We're like, yes, yeah, you're not hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you lack in one department and you try to turn it up in another. Yep. Yeah. Those moral hangovers are terrible. I did an entire episode on that. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if you had to choose one thing that you say keeps our marriage strong, what would it be? Like if we did not have this one thing in place, we'd be doomed. I'd have to weigh that. I don't know. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to the fact that we both perform our jobs mm-hmm. to the level we expect of each other. Yeah, I agree. Now, don't get me wrong. There's days it's like, Jesus Christ, I cooked dinner two nights in a row, and I did the dishes after it, and I had to wipe Rainer's ass. This is all after a work <laughs> shift. And it's like, okay, you know, we all get there, you know, or... You know, there's nights where I come home and just sit my ass in the couch and drink beer till I go to sleep. Yeah. And that probably pisses Lily off. <laughs> you know, we you know, we all we all have those those you know we we all have those moments in relationships, but Oh yeah. I think I think at the end of the day what what it really comes down to is 98% of the time we take care of the shit that we're supposed to be taking care of. I put food on the table and I put money in the bank. And shovel the damn driveway when it snows. Mm-hmm. Lily takes care of the children, cooks the meals. Takes care of him. Well, if you give me a second, I was going to get there. <laughs> Sorry. That's all it's going to take is a second. <laughs> if she's lucky. <laughs> so I think I would say that the one thing, I know you guys didn't ask me, but you don't care what the fuck I have to say because you hear it every week. I think if I had to choose one thing that makes our marriage strong, I would say, and I'm very proud of this, is our communication. And the reason that I say that I'm very proud of it is because we've worked on it like knowingly, consistently, and purposely we've worked on our communication. You know, we sit down and tell each other what we need from each other, what we don't need from each other, what we like, what we don't like, what we're doing wrong. And we started, I mean, this has been years, us building our communication, I feel like. So I I think that that's the one thing 
if I had to choose one thing, um, the one thing that keeps our marriage very strong. Okay, and then we have two <laughs> silly questions. What is it like being married to a, sp a spicy quesadilla? <laughs> I can only assume she means, what's it like being a white man married to a Mexican woman? She ain't got shit on this spicy meatball. <laughs> I'm predominantly Italian, by the way. Yeah, he is. Um, okay, we're kind of on the same level, I think, is what you're trying to say. And then the last one, and this is from my crazy nephew. How do you put up with my crazy aunt? Yeah, I don't know if I could if she didn't have a nice ass, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, thank you, babe. That's very nice of you. Um, if you guys... Silly questions get silly answers. Yep. If you guys had any other um, questions to ask, I know I just put it... I should have put it up earlier that I was going to interview him tonight. But honestly, I didn't know that it was going to for sure happen happen. I'm sure you can hear our kids in the background. It's like muffled background noise because they are, we locked them in Rainer's bedroom. <laughs> we didn't lock them in there, but they're in there. I plan on, he doesn't know this yet, but I do plan on having or on doing more episodes um, together because I think it's something, like I said, that you guys have asked me for. And I think it'll be something that you enjoy. And it's, I think it's fun. You know, I've what I've really been meaning to do, babe, by the way, is put a mount a camera in our in your truck and record the conversations we have on long oh, drives. <laughs> that might be a good idea until somebody cuts me off in traffic because I say some pretty nasty <laughs> shit then. <laughs> no, because you know what? The next episode that I would like to do with Joe um, together is on how we parent our children, not not like, oh, this is what we do right. This is what you should be doing. But these are the things that we stress. And these are the things that we don't. And there we go. Perfect timing. Um, okay. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Guilty Mom. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Send me a text, um, a Facebook message, an Instagram message. I really get it like from all angles when you guys like the episode. So I hope you enjoy it. And even if you have something bad to say, we welcome, I welcome all feedback. Okay, I will see you guys next time. Say bye, babe. Toodles.